Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian Conspiracy Podcast. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. And my co-host is not going to be here this week either. He's uh, working. So um, we have a very special show for you guys. Um, well, we have a returning guest, uh, Vicky Joy. How are you doing, Vicky? I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> Good morning. And uh, we also have uh, a new guest, which we're very happy to and pleased to have on, uh, Kenny Say, am I saying that correctly? C. C. Sorry. <laughs> Kenny C, how are you doing? Good, good. I'm get I'm having a little bit of breakup. I'm kind of we're freezing a little bit. So we're they're doing some work here on the internet. So I, it may freeze in and out. So I may have to uh, so yeah. Hey man, right. I'm frozen. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a uh, a great connection, looks like right now. So hopefully, you know, God. God willing, we'll be able to push through the show and do a good job. So um, today, we're, um, Vicky actually mentioned to me that we have, uh, she wanted to talk about frequencies. And, uh, you know, that's last time we had Vicky on the show, she's like, there's certain words that pop up where people might think of new age or something like that. This is one of those uh, words that some people might be like triggered, like frequencies. Oh, what is this? Low vibration, high vibration, demon stuff. What is this? So um, I would like to definitely uh, know what, what we're going to go over. I'm very interested in uh, to what, what information that you both have researched. And and uh, welcome both you guys to the show. And let's uh, let's kick it off. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Well, so the, the part that I'm going to add to this conversation, obviously my field of expertise is more of the sleep paralysis night terror, astral projection, and there's a lot of vibrational and frequency things related to the sleep paralysis experience, as well as the out-of-body and the astral stuff. So as that stuff comes into play, I'll be kind of giving my two cents, but Kenny has actually done a lot of research on frequencies. Uh, he has spoken at several conferences. He's done a bunch of Skywatch virtual conferences that I think if you go on to Skywatch TV, I'm assuming you can back order and still see. And he just gives a really, really thorough presentation, way too much stuff to really fit into a presentation. So hopefully we're going to be seeing and hearing a lot more from Kenny on, on this topic. So I'm just going to give him a, a little brief introduction because I don't know if everyone from your neck of the woods knows who Kenny is, but Kenny and I actually met at a conference and Kenny is a musician and a fantastic shredder on the sixth string <laughs> he probably plays almost anything I, he, he's amazing so he Thank is you. coming from a musician background so uh frequency is obviously something that he is uh well schooled in and he's got a lot of a lot of stuff to to show us so kenny i'm going to kind of give you a take it away but feel free to fill in any blanks there too by way of introduction all, all i know how to say is kenny is he's my brother and he shreds on guitar so <laughs> That's all we need to know. And I'm a Christian. How about that? That's hey, cool. let's go. And then uh, Kenny's going to do like an encore for us at the very end. Uh, you know, I paid him quite well so. for this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm play the air guitar. <laughs> I hope so. My, my air is tuned to A440. <laughs> A432. A444. Whatever people are doing now. Evil. <laughs> all right. Well, Kenny, let's uh, let's get into your your research, and and I have a little to add to you here and there, you know, and and let's uh, let's crush it. And Skywatch TV too. Hey, shout out to them. Uh, I think we said that last time, you know. And uh, God bless the Horn family. And uh, like we said, you know, he's in heaven now, and we pray for them, and mm -hmm. God bless them. Amen. Um, 
Go and, ahead, Kenny. Um, okay, so I'm still. It's freezing up a lot here, so I'm not sure what you what you said before. You said Tom. Okay. Or, oh, you I'm can't. Okay. Oh, you can't really hear me at all because I don't no, know why. It's but just you... it's just freezing up a lot. I'm having a lot of glitch. It just freezes. Okay. Uh, well, just go ahead and, and speak and do your best. Okay. I don't know if you can hear that part, but you know, just <laughs> yeah. do your thing and, 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 and we'll just do our best to add on to what you have. Okay. So I, I'm going to, a little, a little insight to who I am. My name is Kenny C. I'm a professional musician. Uh, I've, I'm a, I'm a music teacher. I've taught music for, uh, 40 years now, which is hard to believe, but, uh, it is. And, um, so along the way, it's like I said, I, I ended up, I was constant. I was I was a touring musician. Um, at one point in my life, I was um, that's what I did. I full time was on tour, not really in my walk with Christ yet, uh, trying to get trying to get my way there. But I ended up one day I was playing a show in front of thousands of people in Kennesaw, Georgia. We were playing "Don't Stop Believing" because I was in a Journey tribute band, and that's what we did. And we played for people and did this stuff. So I I literally was telling the band that I was never going to leave this band and I was going to stick with them for uh, forever. And uh, God had different plans because right in the middle of the show, uh, things slowed down for me, time, people slowed down. And I had a voice in my head said, this is not what you're meant to do. And uh, this is what I thought I was meant to do because I went to I went to Berkeley College of Music. I've done my whole life has been music. So um, I didn't really know what exactly that meant at the time. But uh, and, and God has a great sense of humor and he led me to a church that just happens to be called Journey Church. And that's where I'm at now. I've been now for uh, over 10 years. I got baptized in a uh, in a movie theater parking lot. So everything was very untraditional and uh, but it fit me perfectly. So. And so um, I've and as I found my walk with, with Christianity and stuff, I started coming across a lot of um speakers and authors that i i really like tom horn and uh dr uh, michael heiser and uh judd burton and the, the gilberts and all these people in this community and i was just studying them a lot and really really loved what i was learning from it, it was solidifying my walk with christ and i um i ended up getting asked to speak at a conference and i didn't know what i was going to speak about i just finished up a two-year certificate with Dr. Michael Heiser's Awakening School of Theology, which I took during the uh, the pandemic. And I people were like, why are you, what are you doing with this? Are you going to be a minister? What's going on with this stuff? And I just, I love learning and I love learning more stuff about the Lord. And so I, you know, I just kind of did it for myself, but I, I went to a conference to go there for a conference. Um, Dr. Mike Spalding has in Ohio. I visited there and the next year, Mike, sent me a message and said, I think you're supposed to speak here. And I was like, this is not something that I did. I hadn't done any of this stuff before. So um, I was like, sure. And then I started thinking about it. And I thought, what am I going to talk about? I had to go through all these things. And I, I really struggled with it because I, I love all these fields of stuff with like the, the Nephilim and Genesis 6-4 and the Divine Council and just lots of stuff like that. And I was like, but it's already being spoke about. And it literally just came to me one day. It's like, it's like, was like, uh, Hey, Kenny, uh, you're a musician. You need to, you need to look into frequency. And so that kind of started me on this path of, um, looking into frequency and it it's, it's a massive subject. I, um, I don't even think I've touched 
barely 10% of it so far. And it's, it's amazing as we've done it. I, even my, even my uh, presentations I've done for Skywatch, I've done uh, two so far. I've got another one coming up, virtual uh, presentation, which are really great. But, and I, and I spoke at a couple different conferences and that's, that's how I met Vicki. We met at, a, at the Go There For conference about a year ago. So my story has a whole lot of other stuff into it with, uh, with I had heart attacks on stage. I've had heart failure. Um, God led me to uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who uh, helped me with a, a, a treatment called ECP, external counter pulsation. She fixed my uh, heart failure issues, which is kind of crazy because people only know her from her um, anti- jab stuff so i don't know how much i can say on here to get you without getting you in trouble i can't say her name on facebook i have to call her dr five and nine because they shut <laughs> me down every time i talk about it so it's kind of crazy but all that plays into led me to the stuff with frequency and the more I, I got into it i was like man this is this frequency field is overrun with new age and all this stuff that's just and i'm like but i'm like but god created this you know he is the creator of what the stuff so I just started kind of delving a little further into it. Um, and I started seeing a lot of things about people being like, oh, this is the frequency of the universe. And this is the frequency of this. And the more I looked into it, the more I was like, I didn't, I didn't find that's what I was the truth for me. And I'm a musician and I tune. So I'd see people saying, hey, we, um, we figured out that the frequency of the universe is A432. And they'd go into all these things and everybody would be like, yeah, we're going to tune our instruments to 432. But the, but the more research I did on it, the more I, I realized that it was really hard to pinpoint that uh, as being that the truth. So I have a lot of people that are always like, we turn our instruments to 432. And I'm hearing now another one's A444 hertz. And um, I will say this, I my research doesn't bring that into fact i i um i've done some some research on myself you know a lot of people like they're like oh we don't tune to a440 and and i'm like it's cool whatever you tune to is great but i i teach a lot of autistic kids also and so i have some actual knowledge of dealing with some things i have a i have a student and he's an amazing musician young I've, i had him since he was 12 he's now 18 now he's gone to college but I would have issues with him. He had perfect pitch. He couldn't read music very well, but he could play almost anything he heard. And we would go through things and we started out playing just standard tuning music, piano, guitar, A440. Everything was relative to that. And as time went on, he started shifting his pitch idea lower, very, very slightly to A432. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is, why is this happening? So he would hear music and then he started taking all his music and lowering it into that frequency whatever he listened to and I was like so that wasn't anything for me I didn't I didn't get that but he would do that and he and he would say it just sounds better to me and I, so my first presentation I did was like hey there might be some validity to this a432 thing I've got a kid that that's what he goes for it naturally it mean it meant a lot of sense to me and I was like okay so this is what's happening with this. And it, there could be some valid aspects of this. Mm. And then one day he got, he came in one day and he was playing Alaturka on the piano and he was playing it in a really different key. Now he didn't read music. He just played. He's playing it. I'm watching him. I'm like, Hey dude, what are you, what are you doing, man? He's like, I'm, you know, da -da 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 -da. he's playing that. 
but he had shifted the key a half step and it was playing it perfectly, not practiced it. That was a big deal because he was shifting between all the white and black keys. He was just, it was mind boggling. And I was like, hey, dude, that's not the key you play that song in. And he was like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There. But he had a cold. And, and his, his hearing dropped a complete half step while he had a cold. Now, as soon as it came back, it went back. And it went to a, he went back to this A432. He was fluctuating in that area, which was really cool. So it's like I said, my first presentation, I was like, I think there's something to this. Then I have another student that comes in in the last year and a half who is autistic. And on the same level. And so I start showing her the A432 stuff. And she's like this. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with this music? This is terrible. And I was like, so I put it back to A440. She's like, oh, it's where it's supposed to be there. And I'm like, okay, there's, you know, aspects. And I don't know if you know if you've dealt with autistic kids and stuff like that. But but they're, they're brilliant on levels of stuff. You just can't even. It's just their mind works so differently. So she was doing these things and that. So I started, it started making me think, I went, what's going on here? Is either one of these valid? And I've come to the conclusion that they both are. It's really a relative situation with that. Um, now, can, can frequency be used uh, to do certain things? Yeah, it can. I've done a lot of research with the, um, you know, with the Havana syndrome where they were using sound waves to uh, cause people to hear things to make their head have headaches and migraines and they all these pain and stuff um yeah that totally can happen and it and it is being used and there's lots of stuff that's being you can do some research on it and find um the government's doing all kinds of stuff I mean, they're always looking for something new and the frequency stuff is uh, a great great place for them to go into um but there's also people that who are on the internet who are doing uh frequency for healing and they're 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 putting out specific frequencies like uh, you know just like a four four four, and they're saying like well this is this is the God frequency and stuff like this, and and I it's really fascinating, but I I can I can play this for certain people and I can tell them it's that's what it is, and it not really be that and they go oh my gosh it sounds so different I have I have done this with actual stuff just to see what it is and sometimes i think there's a there's a aspect of if you think it's helping you it will there's a placebo type aspect of that of if you're listening to music and you're like i've got it in this and, and it's just oh I, i'm just feeling it i'm like you know what it's probably working for you on that uh but also too there's no specific i can't find scientific evidence that shows that that is exactly what's going on um a lot of it's about relative. I don't have perfect pitch. I have relative pitch, which basically means I've kind of taught myself uh, from whatever pitch it is, I, I hear everything else. So I can I can hear music pretty well and, and for just that purpose. But for it to be like this frequency is healing you or it's going to heal your kidneys or this is going to heal your heart or this is going to heal your brain, um, I, it, I'm not totally sold on that. I'm, I'm still doing, I'm writing a book about it. I'm finding things. I find that, um, that it's, it's very subjective. So I, I get offered a lot of times I've been offered to, uh, endorse these frequency like boxes and watches and stuff. And they're really neat. And I think that they could, they're great for just kind of meditation or you're just kind of be quiet time when you're studying but I can't find that there's, it's actually doing anything 
solid, uh, you know, that's actually valid. Um, I think they work, but I do believe there's a lot of people that are utilizing it strictly for money. They're really trying to get, the, and it sounds great because all you got to do is put a, re, to a, you know, throw a couple words into YouTube and you're going to see a million videos that say these different ones. Oh, this is it. We tune everything. And I, and um, it's fascinating, but I'm just going to tell you, I, I'm not, I'm not totally buying it yet. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, that's good. That's good to know, Kenny. And I want to add a little bit of flavor here in just the environment that I work in and the people that contact me. I, I do get a lot of people who contact me who have habitual sleep paralysis that they're trying to get rid of. And many of the people that contact me have opened those doors because they've got gone really far down the new age rabbit hole. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so Kenny, I haven't even told you this, but I, I do have experience with one person where everything went to pot by way of mental health when they began putting frequency patches on. Have you heard of the patches? Yeah, I have, yeah. Okay, yeah. and to, to your point, it's not that I, I don't know whether these things work or don't work or help or don't help. I have sure. experience with one person and there are so many factors. Like, what is your mental health? What sort yeah. of spiritual things exactly. are you tapping into? What, what levels of anxiety do you have? What's the stress in your life? And I find that even too, Kenny, with there's this big controversial kind of thing that nobody ever wants to talk about in the Christian world. And that is like, whether or not it's okay as Christians to listen to secular music or certain types of music and sure. I find it's the same thing too. And I don't talk about it a lot because I don't want my brothers and sisters to stumble who have a different take than Absolutely. I do. But but I think that there's some people who have a very low tolerance of anything worldly. And then there's other people who can listen to that stuff. And it really, it, it's not their whole world. They're not obsessed with music, but they can flip the radio on and sing with sure. the songs of their youth sure. and enjoy it. And and so I, I think sometimes with all these frequencies, whether it's music or these patches or, or whatnot, there are so many factors before you can say um, it works or it doesn't work. But where I'm really trying to determine where I stand on that is there are many things, Kenny, not just frequency. It's something created by God. Yeah hijacked by the devil and now the christians can't get it back uh yeah. because now it's like taboo and and yet some of these things like like frequencies and um in the naturopathic world there's all sorts of things coming into play now and i never know like well is this bad or is this is this eastern mysticism or is this is am i opening a door and where i mean apart from prayer and the discernment of the holy spirit how do we as christians navigate the influx of some of these new age things coming into the church coming into medicine but they are things originally created by god i'll, I'll just say this and then i'll pass it back to you if you want to talk about frequency if you want to talk about sound waves if you want to talk about infrasound in the beginning 
when God created the heavens and the earth, he said, let there be light. He chose to put an audible frequency into the ether to create the universe. Now, that doesn't mean that we can harness that same power. But obviously, God was not afraid of these frequencies, and he knew how to master them. Clearly, uh, this was something created by God. He didn't have to create people with vocal cords. He didn't. We didn't have to communicate this way. We could communicate telepathically. So he's not afraid of it. So where do we navigate uh, all of this new age stuff coming into the church? What belongs to God? What should be redeemed? What shouldn't be redeemed? How do we get sure. our heads around this? Great question. <laughs> it froze up there for a second, but I'm going, to, I'm going to go with what was going on with it. I, For me, I'm always fascinated the fact that as human beings, we can only hear or see a certain level of, of spectrum, spectrum on with light and sound. That's where we're at. And I believe that God purposely made us that way. There's other things we, and we take for granted, like I'm sitting here right now and I've got Wi-Fi. I know it's connecting to my thing. It's there. It's, it's a valid frequency of something's going on there. I can't see it. I can't prove it, but I know it works. I think it's the same thing with what's going on with the, with sound and light. Um, now I will say this, I believe there's, there's power in words. I think when you speak certain things. Um, so to me, when you get about, when you get around music, um, it's not just frequency being put into it. Like somebody could say, Hey man, I'm tuning all my stuff to a 432, but, uh, but it's the band ghost and it's their music is very satanic and their lyrics are completely over the top satanic. Well, are you, are you making that music palatable for, for a Christian? No, because the lyrics are completely terrible and <laughs> the meaning behind it also, it's kind of like when you see like the, um, you know, like when they show like the, the, the frozen water crystals and stuff that, that do the different patterns by the words that are said. That is a frequency that's being spoken. I, I agree that that is doing that. Um, can that be done to your own bodies? I don't know. It's a different substance, your blood and all these things. I've seen some, some actual scientific tests where they've at extremely high frequencies. I mean, we're talking like 400,000 megahertz that they're breaking up cancer cells. It's fascinating. On the level that we're at, we can't, I don't think we can be like, I can speak this and it's going to come out and I'm going to heal someone. Uh, but I will, I will also say this, God can do anything. Hmm. So I come across a lady that actually, who was um, a nurse who had cancer and she used a system called whole tones um, that was a, on the, in the, on the internet. And um, my brain's not working to who this guy's Michael, uh, I can't think of his last name, but he, he passed away here in the last year. So um, he was utilizing creating music that had different, uh, the frequencies. He would create a piece of music, did it. And this is what it's supposed to be, supposed, it worked on. Um, now it supposedly worked for her and she was very interested in talking about it and how it helped her, except until I asked her to be on camera or to really make a valid statement. And she said, I... I can't do that because I'm afraid it'll affect my job as a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I understood that. I got that. She says, but I think this is what worked for me, that I was listening to this certain music. I was allowing it to, you know, uh, coming to my body and that it made me better. And I'm like, I think that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, but the guy who actually created all this, 
he ended up dying of cancer. And my brain goes, well, how come he didn't use it on himself? I know. Uh, you know, yeah. and, I, and I look at it like, you know, it's like I said, we can't, we, I can't put that as a, a valid situation. God can do whatever he wants with it. But I do look at that and think, if it was really working, he would have, it would have been a thing where he was like, hey, I'm using this and guess what? I'm healed. And it didn't. So um, that, that's a hard that's a hard point for me to be like, yeah, I don't know about that. So like, uh, also if we wanted to find out if something like that, if God like wanted us to use that specifically for, for healing, we would have to go to the Bible, you know, and see, and now I understand that, that you speak like Jesus would speak and then, you know, it would happen. Uh, God obviously spoke and it would happen, but as Christians, you know, I, I understand we probably want to go to the Bible for that. And I haven't studied it in depth enough biblically to find out if you know frequencies would heal uh musically now one thing though you can do is your senses like you said now you can have cortisone from listening to music which causes you to be happy and obviously yeah. when you're depressed you get stressed and sick so maybe that is something to do with it you're maybe you're feeling good and that yeah. kind of helps your 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 cells to start repairing and that could be it you know uh yeah. that's what it sounds like to me when you're talking you know um, that maybe that's what it is, you know, certain music makes you happy or maybe it brings back memories and could just make you feel not stressed, you know, and some people are stressed all the time. Some yeah. of us are just happy all the time, you know, it just depends. Yeah. It, I think that's a choice. I think people, you can, you kind of have to decide where you're at with it. I, I've, I've been in some of the terrible situations in my life where I thought I was going to, I was going to die. My heart was giving out, but I chose to be like, you know what, this is, I, I had a great life and I, and God, gave me so much stuff and I, and I went into it like that and thought this is my time this is my time and people were always shocked by that i'm like well you know what it's because i i found who christ is my savior and once Amen. you find that it changes everything now i will say something i, I tell people all the time i i love music i love music man I, I love it it's it's it permeates everything i do um but i also i also am one of these people that like when i go to church i don't want to see a concert I like really good praise and worship. I like solid things. Now, I will say this. Some people are like, I don't like modern uh, music, modern, uh, you know, praise and worship. It's just what repeat. Here's the chord. Da, da, da. I, I think sometimes that's OK. I get it. Um, I put my foot in my mouth one time where a person had had uh, was I was at church and they were, the song came on and. And they were like, oh, and I, and I kind of was like, I really don't like this song. I think it's theologically uh, bad, and I, I'm just not into it. And I just, you know, I was kind of giving my opinion on it. And I, I'll tell you what song it is. It was it was called Reckless Love. And it, and and that was my opinion on it. When I'd read it, I'd be like, I just don't agree with this. I don't think that's it. And this person looks at me and goes, oh, that song brought me to Christ. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and once you say that it really i think god did that i think i felt that was a, that was a learning moment of don't don't say i can't use anything to bring somebody to me because that's what was happening and that song did and it brought them now what's funny is that uh months later as they grew as a christian they said i understand why you felt that way about it mm -hmm. when i see it but overall it it brought them in and to me that's a great thing so i tell people all the time you can't i've seen people come to, to christ with the most secular music ever i mean and you're like this song has nothing to do with jesus it has nothing to do with, but something about it put them on the path so mm -hmm. am i to say oh no because it's different i i some people can listen to secular music some can't 
it's a stepping, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a stumbling block for some people. And I say, if that's what it is for you, don't do it, cut it out. Um, I have great talks with a lot of my friends, um, uh, with, I was talking to Justin Fall recently and we were talking about it. He's like, he's like, man, you have some music you listen to that I could not listen to. And he goes, but I understand because where you come from with frequency and stuff that you're a little more set and you understand what's going on with it. I, and I pray over a lot of stuff. I pray over stuff. Sometimes when we do, when I'm teaching songs, I'll be like, God, is this song really something? And, um, that these kids should be working on and, and it's discernment. So, um, I, I, you know, it's like I said, it's still one of these things. I really feel like that, uh, God can use frequency in any way he wants. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is something else I think about too. When I, um, when I actually do a lot of Bible studying in myself, I have learned some people are like, Oh, I put on this music and frequency. It doesn't work for me. When I go, I need to be in that space that small still i want to hear it i have to cut everything off sometimes my best time is three o'clock in the morning nobody's awake dogs are sleeping television's off there's absolutely zero sound and that's when i find i connect with god almost more than anything it's like well kenny it seems like you would connect on music and all these things well that that does too but when i get those moments of clarity of where I need to be, it doesn't involve any of that stuff. It's like completely the opposite. Let me tell you why, Kenny. This is I'm a rap artist too, man. So I uh, I cannot hear any beat or anything because my mind automatically starts wanting to create. Rapping. So I'm sure if you're hearing, uh, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but I'll just want to start rhyming words, and then now I'm all of a sudden I'm talking about like you know I start you know yeah. I just start trying to rhyme or start creating. So Absolutely. I'm the same way. I have to have complete silence because you obviously you might start hearing some type of beat while you are or like some type of uh, music in the Stay background while you're right. reading your Bible. And then you're yeah. like, Hey, you know what? I could probably go in there and probably rip to that real quick. Hold on. That's let me, right. And it's, and it's a t- I'm the, I totally get it. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not I, crazy, I but honestly, sometimes my wife will be like, what, what are you talking to yourself? Oh no, I'm not talking to myself. I'm just like, for some reason. And I, and I'm not even always uh, recording right now or anything right now. I'm just, it just happens to me. So I think that might maybe could be why some people can listen to music and sit there and, and yeah. concentrate, but yeah. uh, as soon as there's like a drum beat in the background, I'm, I'm over here uh, trying to, trying to oh, create it in my mind. I, so. I am so with you guys. I remember once getting on this website, it was like for writers and it was like a questionnaire. And one of the questions was, what music do you listen to when you write, like for inspiration? And I'm like, people can listen to music and write? Like it blew my mind. And uh, several years ago, I had a project and it took me a year to write this, but I transcribed the entire Pilgrim's Progress book into poetry. And so it was all of this iambic pentameter quatrains, right? For an entire year, every time someone spoke to me, I was rewording this iambic pentameter rhyming way of saying my my head could only do it it was driving (laughs) me nuts but but one of the things that i wanted to add to this is by way of god created this but what's our part in it i kind of look at it you know like um he created an entire garden and adam and eve there's stuff in there that they could and couldn't eat right so there's things that that are out there and seemingly available and yet they're restricted and so one thing that i wonder and i am i hope this isn't too woo woo for everybody and i'm i'm i haven't put this into practice but if there is some sort of a healing frequency 
in the voice of God, or it, there's a power to create and to build up or tear down um, life and death is in the tongue, this kind of a thing. Yeah. Man then wants to take that and harness it and be God. Like I've got this frequency and I can yes, heal people. But what if it is more of a, I don't know the reference, but I know it's in the verse. I know it's in the book of Zechariah where it says that Jehovah is looking down on us and he sings over us. Ooh. So what if, what if we're praying for healing? Well, let's say you, you've got cancer, you've got an autoimmune disease, you've gone to all the doctors, you've gone to the naturopathics, you are in bondage with these extremely complex elimination diets. You haven't tasted a yummy thing in over a year and you're chugging down so many supplements, your liver's going. You, what if, what if there's some truth to this, that there are frequencies out there that heal but what if those frequencies don't emanate from from our power? What what if it emanates from the voice of God? We always talk about I'm going to pray because I need something. I'm going to worship because I need something. I want healing, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to listen to worship music. What if we've got it reversed? What if we're supposed to be praying and saying, God, sing over me? bring healing to my body. Like let God hold, like wield the thunderbolt of the frequency. Let him decide, let it be his voice. Let like, we always have to harness this stuff. You know, this like Promethean fire. I have to harness the power of God. I have to harness the, the right abracadabra words. I have to harness the frequencies. And that's really man becoming their own God. And it, we know it doesn't work. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I was watching somebody's, uh, I get a lot of videos sent to me all the time because people are always like, they see something and they're like, oh, here's something about music and it's just frequency and all these things. And it's fascinating, but sometimes people send them to me because they, they want it to be real and they want it to be true. And, I, and I'm all, and I I'm sometimes I'm just very, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if that's what's working with this, but I can't say it isn't. But, you know, I, I think what you're talking about, Vicki, is that um, it's, I think it's the same thing when we pray about things. I tell people all the time is that you're you're trying to petition God to do something for you. And I, I think that's a, a tough thing. I think sometimes we have to be like, if it's if it's your will, what you're going to do with it, that he would actually, you know, sing that over us. Um, I don't think we I don't think we can harness it. I think that's a tough situation with that of us trying to put that into it. That being said, it's amazing when you start to get into the actual semantics of frequency of how all the notes are all in a note where people who don't, who aren't musicians may not know, but when you, you know, you strike a string and it vibrates at a certain frequency, whatever that is, like an A440 is a standard tuning. But I can create node points between that and break it into these harmonics that are laid out very very science i mean they're just they're laid out in a way that god is placed this way so my biggest issue with this trying to pick one frequency somebody says well i'm listening to this and this and i say but all these other ones are in there too when you create a chord there's a there's three different notes going or seven notes or whatever well how do you pick point pinpoint this this one's the one that's going to fix you oh i built the whole thing around it well, yeah, but, you know, what what, are the, what if the other ones just happen to be, um, you know, oh, these frequencies are good, but these are bad, but somebody made a chord with them. And it sounds pretty good, but it's bad for you. I'm like, I, I just don't think it works that way. 
I, I just don't think that's what goes with it. I think there's a lot has to do with uh, intention. I think if I write a song and I I don't care what the tuning is and do the stuff and it's like this is I'm going to praise God with this. Well, does that work? If I'm true of what I'm thinking about it, I, I think so. I think that's what comes to it. Do people feel like they've been they they hear it and go, oh, I get such joy from this. I can feel I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit with this. Well, did I create that? I didn't. That's God did that. God put, I don't think I have control of that. I have a, a, a very small amount of knowledge to go, I'm going to put these chords together and then I'm going to, I'm going to put these words together and here it is. And I think at that point, then it's like, it is up to God. God will, and the Holy Spirit will come into it and it, and it, it will work. Um, if I, that's my intention. Can, can you do that also as far as like with um, people with uh, bad intentions, satanic type stuff? Absolutely. I mean, I've seen stories about where they would do, um, they would pray satanic things over the master tapes in the 70s. Yeah, like that, they would yeah. take these, the recordings were done. They didn't tune it to a certain frequency. They just, they just put... We're going to basically almost like curse this thing so that when it's played, it does everything. So, well, did that, well, did they have to make the tunings a certain way first Were the lyrics, this, no, they took songs that were just like normal pop songs and stuck this onto it. And you're like, okay. So to me, that makes a big call of, it's really not about the actual frequency um, or the tuning or even the instrument or whatever you're using. There's an intention. If I want this to do something to damage that, comes into play uh, and that's a counterfeit of what god created frequencies for um i do believe it's being used i i mean when i toured i saw things that made me not want to be in the music industry at all mm. and that's mm. why i kind of i look at it and go i'm glad god put me in those places that i got to see it and it made me go this isn't what i think it is and um when you see the politics behind the scenes right like oh, like stuff man. like that and then you see like how how evil everything becomes even I, I had a producer I was working with um, and uh, some manager would be like, dude, you got to get away from this guy, but I don't know. And there, there's so much stuff behind the scenes. And I met like Suge Knight. I met a bunch of people and I, I got close as well. And thank God, praise God that I, I didn't get signed or put in that situation either, you know, cause I mm. feel the same way, you know, you were on the, the rock side. I was in the rap side. So yeah um you know it's uh and, and even right now i'm not even creating uh rap right now because i feel certain you know certain ways about you know doing uh music where sure. i feel like it's it's hard to not like try to uh your ego gets involved and a lot of different things get involved that that are not holy for me you know so that's right everybody's been asking me oh mm -hmm. just do do more music but it's yeah. just a in it's something it, like you said it's the intent you know what are, is, what are you it doing is. it for and 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 yeah, I, I feel that. And uh you brought up a lot of things there, but yeah, like the, the the industry I was in the rap industry, you know, um a lot of the music execs uh that that own the companies, Virgin and all these different record companies, uh Sony, they all actually have money in the prison industry. And uh what they were doing is they, you know, oh. they, they have money in the private prison prison industry. So what they were doing was um, and I heard this from Truth uh Talks 
uh, with Crazy Bone. Anyways, they were putting money in the private prison industry so that they were moving that type of music to get people to go into prison, right? So uh, the, 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 the neighborhood, when people are listening to rap music or some type of music, it's causing them to want to go and sell drugs, kill people. And you might hear certain rock music that makes you want to beat somebody up or make you oh. want to rob, steal. Yeah. So yeah. I think there is intent there that's pushing people to do stuff. And, and they, like you said, they are praying over it. The intent is super evil where they want to put people into prisons, jails. Yeah. And uh, when I was a kid, when I would hear certain music, I, I, it would push me to do better in sports if I was listening to it. And it does have some type of mind control over you. So I think you're, you're correct there. You know, it is intent. Oh. So with you being in the, in the, you know, I think it's funny because I had kind of when in my younger days, I was in a kind of a crossover rap rock thing. And um, I kind of I, I, I love that stuff. I, I loved a lot of hip hop. I, I mean, before I became a musician, I was a break dancer. So awesome. that's how far back <laughs> I go. And, cool. I was a D, and I was a DJ, man. I, back when we had records in high school, I DJ dance. I love that aspect. I thought that field of music was just so it was so fresh what was coming up. I, I loved it. I love the aspect. I love beats. I love the sound. So have you ever seen people will send me this video once in a while where this, this guy is talking about the placement of the rhythm of the beat causes mm -hmm. you to do bad things. And I, and I, I get tickled when I see it. Cause I look at it. And I was like, man, that's just anticipation, man. That's not, <laughs> I don't think that's work. They, this certain beats going to cause you to do this. Now what's, Interesting is, is that as music has progressed over the years, people will say, well, man, hip hop's just broken down. Now it's just, just some beats and stuff. Well, that may be what you're hearing on the radio, but I'm hearing other artists that are doing complex jazz chords with their stuff. And you're like, okay, this is not what I think it is. But, but they're always like trying to come up with something with, oh, it's the, it's just the rhythm of it's causing people to do this stuff. <laughs> Have you seen that before? Well, as a as a rap artist, like if, if you see someone like, for example, like Eminem, I mean, they're so intricate with the way that he's doing oh stuff. God. It's yeah. insane. So um, yeah. are, is he is he intentionally landing words in certain spots to? Yes, your your, your ears want to hear it. Like That's actually right. you start craving the next line because sure. he's the way he's doing it. So it right. is like a spell on you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's very intriguing that. for people. They, but yeah. you can also take artists like NF and stuff who does that thing. That and he, the lyrical content is so good, and it has the same thing. And I look <laughs> yeah. at it and go, "What's funny is, is that it's that conviction on your own, on yourself." Um, I can appreciate Eminem. He's extremely talented, man. I mean, I, you can't listen to what he did. But when kids come in here that are eight years old and they're wanting to do Slim Shady and do this stuff. The lyrical content, I'm just like, you can't, it's just not, it's not cool. And they can do it. And guess what? And he's what? talking about selling his soul too. Yeah. yeah, they're talking about stuff. They'll come in and the kids will get into it. But it's really funny is that, uh, you know, I always think it leads them to a place where they, I think people, it's subjective to, you have to get to that place where the Holy Spirit convicts you in, I can't listen to this anymore. Or this isn't fruitful for me as a person yeah um and i and i don't try to be that stumbling block on people because i find that um you come to somebody and go oh man that music you're listening to is terrible oh, stuff well you've already broken this thing they don't want to listen to you. man you're not you're planting a seed that's not good they don't want to <laughs> do that it my feeling is always like i have kids who love like you know i mean the the metal scene now is insane and they don't even sing they just go and yeah. now the kids bring this stuff but you know what's funny is I, I realize that I listen to them, that I will find groups that are Christian groups where the lyrics are Christian. They're very, there's a group called Phineas that 
I love their lyrical content. The music is super heavy. I'll be playing it. I can be like, hey, I'm working on this song. And the kids will be like, what are you listening to? And I'll play it. They're going along with it. And then the lyrics are Christian. And you can see that look on their face like this. That's a Christian band. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it is, man. Because they always think to me, when I think about Christian bands, they're like, well, Mr. Kenny's old. So that's Striper. Is <laughs> that's his Christian band. Which is, I'm a huge Striper fan. Some of their music speaks to me more than any hymn, uh, praise and worship ever, because the, I know the lyrics were written in such a way um, that that it reach it it reaches my soul, it convicts me. But these kids are having to have stuff because I find it that you know the world is so it's so hard right now. I can't imagine being a teenager or a young child growing up in this time. Uh. They're bombarded constantly by things, and and I think that's a big aspect of that is you know, is finding the choices. The parents will ask me all the time, can you help kind of push them into stuff? Well, yeah, you can do that. But then they're going to go back to school and they're with all these kids and they're all listening to stuff. And you got to have to make that this factor where, you know, Christ is cool. Jesus is cool. There has to be that they have to feel that because when they when they do that, then they're not, it doesn't feel fake to them. It doesn't feel like you're trying to be something you're not. Um, and I think there's a lot of great artists now that are really kind of crossing at over and helping a lot of kids. But um, when you I, hear I, truth, I, there's a lot of truth. That, like I'm like a Christian conspiracy podcast and a Christian conspiracy rapper. But when you hear truth, it's it's hard to deny it. And and it's what the, what they're doing, which is it's like the bait is like the conspiracy part and 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 what's going on. And then the and then obviously Jesus is where you bring him to. So that's the that I think that's good to have an alternative to listen to for sure. And yeah, there's, there's some people this, like that man, that are available. You, with you being a Christian rapper stuff, like to me, um, I try to find some of the newer stuff that people and like I said, NF's really great. I, I think he's got some amazing stuff. Um, I love the guys from Destiny Lab. No. Oh. I had them on the show me, before. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Destiny Lab. I, um, well, I, I even support some of their, uh, Patreon stuff. I, I put some stuff because I, I just love their sound. To me, it feels like old hip hop stuff, almost like Cypress Hill. And I grew up on that stuff and they're doing it, but the lyrical content is just, man, they, they've got some really great stuff. Um, and it, the conspiracy stuff. So it's fun to play those songs for kids and they're rapping along and they're like, wow this is pretty cool so yeah i like those guys a lot they're their great. producer produced one of my songs and the, um we've, wow. we've had yeah i've uh I've, I've been with i've uh done some stuff with them yeah they're awesome they're awesome i i agree. i, I want to hey before we get off of here and stuff like this i definitely want to get some contact on your um uh, your music and stuff because it sounds like you your stuff would be great for my for my students yeah I'd you can push, yeah i would love to get some stuff for that man and and then they'll be like you know this guy I'm like, yeah <laughs> We, yeah, we just talk. I was on his podcast. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. You can do that. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I, I have it's and, and you know it's all all glory to God and uh for him yeah, to even great. allow me to 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 switch uh Absolutely. to that. But um yeah, and, and your stuff too. If you could please send me uh anything that you do, I'd I'd love to hear that too as well. Sure, yeah. I will tell you most of the stuff I did over the years, I haven't written a lot of new stuff. I'm I'm working on some music um with some stuff but i found god kind of put me in a place where it was i just didn't feel like it was about me creating anymore it was more about working with kids uh reaching people in that aspect of just using my talents to do that so i have a lot of kids i'm working on um who who with her trying to come up in the christian world kind of doing that and so you know but 
Am I, would I like to come back and do some? Absolutely, man. But some of my stuff back in the day, man, it's, you know, I look back at it and go, what was that? What was I thinking when I wrote that song? Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, you're like, okay, let's put that one in. Oh, man. So, Kenny, I'm, I'm probably opening a can of worms here. I'm going to be like you saying you don't like the song Reckless to that, that chick. But um, one aspect that kind of takes in a lot of the things that we've been talking out uh, talking about into one. So we're talking about certain frequencies. We're talking about a certain kind of music that captures people. We have a potential legend behind it about selling the soul. We've got a Faustian bargain oh, yeah. behind it. We have the phenomenon known as Led Zeppelin, who people loved in the 60s, the 70s, 80s, like kids are still listening to it. Sure. People are on websites talking about like they invented the world and everything in it. And, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy them. But what I am saying is I am wondering how much of this is maybe a like effect because there's so much legend behind it. And all you have to do is read enough on Jimmy Page and quotes sure. from his own mouth to know that he was delving into occult things. Like right. that, it's clear he was. But how much of that is an actual spell over people, or how much of it is just human psychology, herd mentality? If if five billion people say they're the best rock band in the world, I have to say that too because I have to look cool and I have to look like I know what I'm talking about. I have my own personal story with them and yeah. I'll just, I'll just share it with you re really quickly. And then I really want to hear you guys respond as to what you think was the literal or figurative magic behind why that band, they haven't even put out an album in decades and they're still famous. So I never listened to them in high school. I was into like the really hard stuff. I wanted metal. I, I didn't understand blues or appreciate blues in, in high school. But in adulthood, uh, my brother had made a comment once that his favorite Led Zeppelin album was Physical Graffiti, and I had never listened to that. I probably only knew Stairway to Heaven, and and I think I had what the their four what, what the album called that they call four. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, kind of just wanting to make a connection with my brother and have something that I could talk to him with the next time we talked, I went and I downloaded Physical Graffiti, and I I'm not joking, guys. It had this profound emotional effect on me where I thought I was listening to something from another world. Like it, I, it, I was mesmerized, mm -hmm. literally mesmerized by this album. And I, I ended up with like every Led Zeppelin album on my iTunes, listening to them night and day, night and day, night and day. Well, this is what's kind of funny. I was, I was working on my master's at the time. And one of the guys that, that I had in class said, Hey, Vic, I, I decided to give up something for Lent this year. I'm not Catholic, but I'm going to give up something for Lent. And he's like, do this with me. And I'm like, okay. And so I wanted to give up Diet Coke. And I really felt that Holy Spirit say, I want you to give up Led Zeppelin. Because I was obsessed with them, you guys, obsessed. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so I go like, you know, a, a week and then I get back to class and I'm like, oh man, that was the worst seven days of my life. And the, the guy's like, dude, Lent's 40 days. I'm like, what? So <laughs> I went, I went, I went 40 days. And you guys, I am not joking when I say I was like an addict without their fix. And I mean, 
I was counting days. I, it was ridiculous, you guys. So 40 days are behind me and I've got my little iPad, like my little shuffle <laughs> right at work. And I have my whole playlist ready, ready to go. And I got in my time of dying, like up cranked up first, you know, with that slide. And I couldn't wait to listen to it. And I, you guys, I'm not joking. After 40 days of bastion from it and trying to, you know, get my headspace in the Lord. I listened to the song and I'm like, wait, this isn't the same song. I, Kenny, I didn't even think it was the same song. It, wow. I did not recognize it. I'm like, maybe it wasn't in my time of dying. And so then I fast forwarded to the next one. And I was like, this song sucks. This is yeah. dumb. And and I went through my whole playlist and I could not connect with it. Wow. And you know, every once in a while, if I hear a riff, like if I'm somewhere and you know, immigrant song comes on or a whole lot of love comes on, yeah, it's it's a great song, it's a great riff. But it I've never put any stock into that whole page soul to soul to the devil, the music until that happened to me. And I think, mm -hmm. what was going on yeah. there and we can take it out of the scope of zeppelin too because i know that there's other bands now and hip-hop and stuff that are just as powerful so yeah. what what exactly is going on there kenny um you know it's really interesting if you do the research back i mean a lot a lot of rock music comes from the blues particularly robert johnson and that that story and i don't know if you've never josh you've ever heard the story but robert johnson basically 100%. you know he he was a mediocre blues player, guitar player, and he disappeared for, I don't know, a long time, eight months or something. But when he came back, he was like the best blues guitar player in the world. He was writing these songs about, you know, uh, hellhounds on his, on his, you know, his heels and Crossroads. all these songs that had this aspect of, you know, that he, he, that he was being, you know, being chased by the devil and it's like this. So, uh, and that's the story is that he sold his soul. He went to the crossroads and that's why he was so good and going on to it. So whether that's real or not, it's interesting that all these groups from that time period, the sixties and Zeppelin and all these ones, they all were pulling from that. And they were creating music based on those types of songs. I mean, Zeppelin has a couple covers of Robert Johnson's mm -hmm. songs. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to see that that stuff. So my feeling all is like this. Well, if his songs were totally, you know, were based on uh, this situation with being, you know, like he sold his soul. Does that continue on to the next pit of music? Does it create the stuff of mesmerizing people? I think it does because it's interesting to hear how it goes through that aspect of music now page and them went even further with it they not only were they doing that they were delving way into the cult uh, alistair crowley really kind of getting that stuff you know oh we're gonna buy the place where alistair crowley live we're gonna record here and the same thing it still goes on these days man it's all these yeah. you know there there's enough there's a, a you know and a thing i think as a kid you you know you're you're when ozzy osbourne he left you know black sabbath and he he was on solo and he had a song called mr crowley how many people, that's where they learned about Mr. Alistair Crowley from, that song. And it talks about it. Now, that's an interesting, that's an interesting song, too, because it, it it's kind of a question thing of, like, why why were you this way? What did you do these things? So it, it, I don't think it totally, like, like glorifies him. It's a little different, but mm -hmm. I think that music from that time period really was. Now, Led Zeppelin especially, I will say this. 
I think it's interesting that a band that hasn't done anything in 40 years has dedicated channels for 24 hours a day. You can go on XM radio, boom, there's a Led Zeppelin channel. Your classic rock format stations still have blocks where, hey, man, it's four o'clock. We're going to get the lead out. <laughs> they have this stuff onto it. And it's so funny that it's still, it's so relevant. And I feel it just that there's, there is something there that's connecting with people. I don't know if it's good. Um, I will say this about the same thing with physical graffiti. That album had a huge impact on me as a guitar player. Uh, in a lot of music I learned and stuff like this, there's a song called 10 Years Gone on there that has chords and things that I would be, I would literally play it and go, how did he come up with this? How did this, this is so original and so amazing. And it's just so, and then you think about it, all your music after that was based, even the heavy metal, uh, the hair metal era, it was all sort of Zeppelin based rock riffs, heavy stuff. We all had long hair it still kept going. Now the time has changed. Now we're in a place where uh, they would use lyrics and quality and stuff like that. But now the music's become uh, like the, <laughs> the most popular stuff in the world is the, is terrible, man. The lyrics are crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I will use Ghost a lot because a lot of kids bring it in. They don't realize it. To me, I think they're, they're really, I don't know, man. They're a pop band, but they they're, they wear the mask and they do the stuff. But their lyrical content is crazy over the top satanic i mean there's no if ands or buts i mean it's all masonic stuff they have a song called square hammer they do this stuff i i you know are they doing this for real i don't know i can't i can't judge this person with stuff but they're putting it out there because they know it, it's it's tempting it's that different thing of being of like oh you know you're you're bringing in something that i shouldn't be listening to this uh why why shouldn't you be listening to this and some people don't know, know the discernment level. They don't know, but it's, you know, oh, we're doing something bad and I'm listening to some music I shouldn't listen to. And, um, but where does that come from, man? Is that, is that, is that because the music itself has been uh, charged or uh, the frequencies in it are doing something? I'm not sure, but it's interesting to see that that kind of style of blues has played through everything. And I mean, rap itself is based on a lot of blues type stuff the the format the rhythms they fit in all that and and we're still doing it and it's using it today so um i i, I believe it definitely does cause a, a, some issues with that like vicky said i mean i think it's amazing that you you took that out for a while when you came back to it it wasn't the same i find that's happened to me with a lot of music that i thought was so former to me i love this song blah, blah, blah. and then i'll like listen to it now where i'm at i'm like it doesn't have the same appeal to it. I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't appeal to me like it did before. It's like, it, God, you, you, you've cleansed your soul. You're, you're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't what I'm supposed to be listening to. And you, you, that's a discernment level issue. So, I'm the, I'm the type. I don't listen to any music really anymore. You know, and only, I mean, if I hear like, I mean, like if I hear worship music stuff like that, that's different. Once in a while, like I'll hear somebody's voice that's really catchy and beautiful, yeah. and and I do. Get attracted to just listening to that for a little bit but yeah I, I don't i don't listen to any uh rap music anymore uh mm. just once in a while i'll hear somebody that that is uh i'll just try to listen to what they say real quick but i'm not going to just constantly just keep repeating yeah. and listening to so uh but yeah led zeppelin that was interesting uh alistair crawley like the oto secret society um mm -hmm. you know the freemasons all these different wow. music videos with upside down crosses uh some christian artists actually have to warn other christian artists like 
if you hire this producer to do your music video, you have to watch out because there might be like a six on the clock, a six in the middle up here, and then a six over here. There might be upside down crosses. There's wow. so many different things that they try to put in there. Um, right. We know like, you know, the devil is, is, is everywhere and he's in the details. So I do believe, and also if you could back mask songs like, uh, like Jay-Z, it says, uh, death to Jesus and, uh, six, six, six death to Jesus as you re reverse the song. And, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. Rihanna, uh, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, all the yeah. stuff they're doing. I do believe that this music is, is, is definitely highly, uh, satanic. And there's people that are addicted to these people. It's idol worship yeah. to the extreme. When you go to a concert, you put your hands up, put your hands up. Now, when you worship God, what do we do? We put our hands up. We praise God. They want you to praise the artist as if he is a God. Yeah. And yeah. just like Vicky was talking about, uh, men always want to become like God. What does Satan do to Jesus? He brings him up to the highest mountain and says, all these empires will be yours, right? So what yeah. is he doing to these politicians? Now, here's an interesting thing I found out. For uh, I know I don't want to switch it from uh, music to politicians, but here's an interesting thing that I found out just recently. Uh, I was studying... Um, uh, I was studying and then I got a music or a, 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 an Instagram clip that popped up. Uh, when you look into the Geneva Bible compared to the King James Bible uh, in the, in the King James Bible, this is uh, Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 13. Uh, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's one way that, that that's put in the King James. If you look in the Geneva Bible, which is like from 1560, what it says is, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against worldly governors, the princes of the uh, darkness of this world. So it, it adds that little thing right there where it's like, worldly governments right mm -hmm. so yeah. i think personally and i think vicky would agree and, and probably you too kenny i think that, that that even the people that are in government they've been brought up to that hill and said all these empires will be yours you know a lot of them have sold their soul so i do Absolutely. believe that these musicians they take that step to you know even i will continue to make music for you you know satan right. for the rest of right. my life and 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 we'll continue to play your music and even after you die your name will be mentioned like kobe bryant all these different people i do definitely think there's an aspect to that of you're going to be like god because you're going to be mentioned you know uh for throughout eternity just like led zeppelin after you die we'll still be mm -hmm. playing your music but yeah what happens guys we already know you know <laughs> we already yeah. know what happens when you do it, die it's it's the best kind of immortality they can offer yeah, they they, they can't offer their constituents genuine immortality. Now, things will change with transhumanism and all that. But right. But for the time being, up until this point, the best they could offer by way of immortality would be you're going to die, but we'll make sure your name lives on. And, sure. you know, we, we all fear that. I mean, I even remember in lit class, you know, because I was a writing major, one of the most powerful poems I ever read was this old poem where someone stumbled upon an old gravestone that was massive so it was someone very very important and you couldn't read the epitaph anymore and it was all about just the futility of no matter how great you are in this life someone's going to stumble upon you 300 years later and go this is just a junky statue that it was so powerful to me to read that at such a young age and just recognize that we've got to invest our time and our efforts and our gifts and our passions into the things that will last and the things that are eternal because everything else is going to just be on a stone and 
crumble away. You know, after your grandkids are gone, no one's going to remember who you are. Mm. Yep. It's quick, real quick, but yeah, I think it's, it's very interesting. All that stuff that we talked about. And um, I think the, the bands, I mean, uh, where, where, what is their intent? You know, where's the writing coming from? You know, are you, are you right? Are you like praying before you write and then God is blessing you or are you taking a black magic book, like black Sabbath, uh, all a bunch of spells, putting it on the table, praying to Satan, having, and then all of a sudden you start writing these lyrics, you know? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what literally they said happened. Uh, they brought yeah. over a black magic book. That's why they call black Sabbath, right? They brought this black magic book. They lift this. There's a bunch of spells in it. And a few people that are out there, like that are Christian are not believing that, that there's witchcraft and sorcery and everything the Bible speaks about actually not literally being put into action as we speak. There's witches that go into uh, uh, churches to try to have the pastor uh, slip up, you know, they're praying against them. And there's, there's people mm-hmm. that go into churches that are, that are, that are, you know, that are praying against uh, pastors and praying against us. They're, they're doing, putting in more work than most Christians do. do I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, yeah. but we, we, have, we might be just worshiping on Sundays when we really need to be worshiping at all times and be ready for battle. Uh, that verse that I went over is like literally what's happening at all times. You know, I think it's God versus the devil and like everything we do and your choices of music is also God versus the devil. You know, do you want to put your, your time and effort? Uh, you know, the many hours that Vicky had uh, Led Zeppelin playing and playing and playing, they're literally trying to just take you away from reading the Bible and doing stuff that, that the simple steps that we should do as Christians. And that's what, how I feel. I think everything is created to get you away from that, whether it's sports music oh, uh, yeah. music videos Absolutely. uh youtube everything is yeah. like that so it's either you make a choice whether you want to, to give give glory to, to to god and 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 work for the kingdom of heaven or you want to just start listening to to rap all day for eight hours <laughs> giving yeah. glory amen. To the devil. you know what i mean amen yeah. you know i think we as christians we have to come up with a new question the question we always ask is is it right or wrong is it a sin or isn't it and really that's not our heart isn't in the right place when that's the question we ask because basically what we're asking is if there's a boundary line how close to practically walking on top of that boundary line can i get to my sin or my mm. flesh before mm. god is offended or, or or zaps me what we should be saying as a christian is how far away and how fast can i run away from that boundary and so instead of saying is it okay? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it sin? Is it not sin? We should be asking, is it fruitful? Is this going to bear fruit in my life? Is this going to glorify God? Because there's a lot of things out there that aren't necessarily sinful, but if it's not going to bear fruit, it's a waste of time. And in scripture, when it says that we're supposed to cast off every sin and weight that easily entangles us, that's two different categories. Mm. So there's things that aren't a sin, but it's a needless weight. I'm running a marathon. Why do I have a backpack of bricks on? Like I'm going to cast this needless weight off because mm. I want to run this race better. I want to get a better time. Mm. I, I want to not wear and tear my body. And so there are just, there's so many things in my life and I'm constantly doing inventory. And Josh, music was a huge part of my life for a very, very long time too. And I don't listen to it a lot either. I only listen to it usually if I'm in the car and I hardly ever go anywhere because I'm a recluse, but uh, it's not that I think it's bad or evil or it changes me or it depress. It's that I just, as I get older, silence just becomes more and more and more appreciated. And because long after I turn the music off, 
it's reverberating around in my head and it just takes a lot of effort for me to to have my mind still which the word tells us to be still and i can't be still when television and radio and everything's because <laughs> it bounces around in my head even when it turns off and so i'm just Somewhere. at a place in life where silence is is the most peaceful wonderful sound to me and i do have trouble connecting emotionally to music like I did when I was young. And I don't know if it's that I'm getting older or the fact that I burned myself out on heavy metal so much as a kid that now when you listen to something that doesn't measure up to that level of freneticness that, you know, nothing sort of kind of compares, but I am just on a quest at this point in life to throw off the, if it doesn't bear fruit, if it doesn't cause me to reflect on the things that Christ did for me, if, if it's not bringing him glory, it's not exposing the deeds of the devil, it's not setting captives free, it's not helping me, it's worthless. It's a worthless thing. And so I'm still trying to find music that I can connect to mm -hmm. that doesn't make me feel frenetic the whole rest of the day. And because no. I consider it a loss, I, I consider it a great loss. But um, for the last 10 years, I've really struggled with finding something that my brain can connect to and not go crazy the rest of the day yeah you know um it's it's interesting because i think we live in a time now where uh artists are it's almost we're at an absurd level of things are so out there now like you'll watch a video and it is blatantly satanic or an artist that starts out and they're just an amazing singer uh, like Sam Smith, he was like a crooner, and within ten years, he's walking around naked on stage with pasties, singing this terrible stuff, and having dancers and all this satanic stuff. And you're like, what? What caused that? What made that happen into it? I think some of it is that they 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 did made it. They made a deal that this is part of the program. You're gonna if you're yeah. gonna stay, you want to be relevant, you want to be part of this and be worshipped as a as a, you know this god as an idol then you're going to do what we tell you to do. And you see that in so many artists now. And I think it's like, it's almost, like I said, it's almost absurd. Kids watch it. I think they've been desensitized to it to where they don't even realize how bad it is. Um, yep, I agree. And, yeah. and like, I think it's interesting that songs that are played on the radio, like Little Nas X had that uh, Old Town Road song, right? And it was like, all the kids were singing it. And then when you went to read the lyrics, you're like, man, that's not for kids at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drug references, all this stuff. And you're like, how did that become so big? It was just shoved down. Let's make these little kids learn to play and sing this song. And and uh that's wild. Yeah. And that's that's what happens. And then he he used that bait to suck in all the kids, and then all of a sudden he has a music video where he's like lap dancing on Satan, you know, like literally. So oh yeah, that's yeah. You can't you see that you're like oh my gosh. You know what's funny is, and I think we live in a time where parents aren't cognitive of what's being shown to their kids, what they're listening to, because kids will come in and like I, I'm not kidding. Like a year or two ago, I had a, a, a girl was like six years old. She came in and she literally was like, um, "I want to learn to play WAP," and I was like, <laughs> "What?" And I didn't know the song, and I pulled it up, and I was like. Oh my, what is this? Oh, and I told the parent, really? I said, I think yes. you need to you need to see this because I want to tell you. And they and they did, they were like, oh. and they said, even though it's censored, 
kids know what it is and they know what's being said. And it, it's just, it, I think it's just like they're being completely um, overwhelmed by all this stuff now where they don't even know what's right or wrong. Yeah. And they have no aspect of learning what's going on with it because they're just, it's just like, you know, all this stuff and drugs and sex and you're going to be, a, you know, whatever, or whatever, a sports star or a superstar or a singer. And, you know, kids now are growing up going, I'm going to be a YouTube influencer or an Instagram model. What in the world? That's crazy, <laughs> man. It doesn't. But, but you see a couple of people that are making tons, you know, a lot of money and they go, wow, they don't do anything and make millions of dollars. That sounds great. Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's like they probably yeah. sold their soul too. Uh, Matthew yeah. six twenty four says, uh, "Uh, no one could serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold hold to one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and Mammon, you know, which is the god of money. Sure. But yeah, and the god of money, uh, you know, obviously Satan is is we see that, you know, and that's why people are chasing that dream. That's why I chase that dream." Well, the, the money, the women, the fast cars, Absolutely. and it's even to a, a lower level where there's drug dealers in your city, you know, when you're, when you're in these inner cities at, that are, that are having these fast cars, these rims, and they're trying to sell drugs just to make it. And, and then they just get put in prison and it's all, it's all basically a one giant um, cesspool that they, they created. Yeah. Uh, and, and even the CIA, our government was bringing drugs into the city, dropping guns off into the city. I don't know. You guys have to study that if you want to know, but yeah, it, yeah, is, I've seen that. it is just terrible, man. Terrible. But mm -hmm. Hey, right now we're in a position, all three of us, we have God. Uh, we know we could, we could discern between right and wrong and, and praise God for that. You know, we're not stuck in this cycle and, and everybody that's listening, hopefully, you know, we can help you through this, this, the show that we just did to, discern whether you know like she said uh vicky i think you had a good point you know if you're if it causes you to stumble or if it does certain things to your brain or you know now i'm not going to tell you don't listen to music anymore and be you know just right. it's because uh, it's hard because uh for people that you're trying to attract to to jesus and attract to god you know like if you tell them well i don't listen to music anymore i don't do this it might actually detach them like really like yeah, what do you just absolutely. like don't have fun absolutely. in life like what do you do <laughs> just sit there and stare at the wall yeah. and pray basically it's hard yeah it's <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm just <laughs> saying he sits on, he sits on <laughs> a cloud so playing her steve vi guitar <laughs> yeah, yeah you know? i know right i know right wrong. It's it's hard. Like, how do you how do you make this an attractive life? But it, it, it we have true joy, we have true love, and it's beautiful. And it's hard because you know some people like what I can't drink alcohol anymore. I can't do uh, mushrooms. I can't smoke weed. I can't sure. do this. I can't like what what am I gonna do? You know. So it's just uh, what happens is uh, as a as a Christian, like you said, uh, Vicky, you start enjoying the silence. You enjoy lifting weights to listening listening to a pastor preach as opposed to listening to. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is, I don't even know. I'm trying to name like a metal band that some people listen to. I don't know. You probably know better than me, Kenny, but <laughs> anyways, yeah. So um, it's interesting. And, and, um, I think it's just, uh, where you are in your walk. So you, you'll just end up getting to a point where, you know, that kind of, kind of stuff is not important and yeah. you're okay with it. I, you know? I think that what is the most effective of kind of what with me is just like, is that we are. And, and that's all of us here are we're being a light, that light in the darkness for what is out there. And because people will say something, like I said, I am not of the aspect of um, you have to, you give everything up because I don't think you have to. I think that what happens when you find when you figure out who you are in your walk with Jesus, that you don't want those things anymore. There's things you don't want. I love music. I play music 
every day. I teach music, but I also look at it and say, there's things that I don't, there's things that I don't listen to anymore, or I won't play. That's my conviction on it. And I think you, to get, bring people to it, they have to realize that I'm not, I don't feel like I'm giving up anything. I'm gaining Christ. I'm gaining, you know, the control of my, my entire life that's here and, and why yeah, I'm man. actually here. Am I here to uh, glorify Kenny? No, that's not my job. That's not what I'm here for. And I think that's a hard aspect of like the world is not, uh, it's not wired that way. It's wired about me, 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 me. I'm going to be this thing, all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And the minute you say, Oh, I'm going to come away from that. Uh, you know, it's, People don't know what to do with it. There's a lot. I mean, I see people now that are in the industry, big people that are in, who are very occultic, just like this. And they're coming out and saying, hey, I I have gotten baptized. I found Christ. And the first thing Christians do is start bash, bashing them over some stuff and being like, well, that person can't be a Christian. They were wearing all black. That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah. Hey man, you know what? You're going to have to, you can't be that stumbling stone with it, man. They, it's the thing. I, I, when I first started doing a, a podcasting and doing some stuff like this, I had some people in my group that were like, they didn't want me to work and do things with like what I consider baby Christians who were not, they're like, man, we're on another level of stuff. And I was like, oh, now you're getting to a click factor. And I was like, I'm sorry, but part of my aspect of my ministry is I want to reach those people who do not know Christ. For sure, I feel like that with as little time as we have left, I'm trying to reach those people so they go, oh my gosh, this is that hole that I've been trying to fill with drugs and alcohol and sex, and they don't realize it. I'm never, I'm never happy about things. Well, that's because you haven't found Christ. It's, it's literally that simple, and I think it's hard sometimes for people to realize that, that that's the big factor. That will change your aspect of what you want and what makes you happy in this world because you are here, and you have, to, and you're living in it. But you can choose what you do with it, whether it's, you know, well, I choose, I'm going to listen to this group, even though I know they're satanic. I love them. <laughs> if you're if you're true, your discernment level, I would say you probably aren't where you think you, you are. You, yeah. need, you have to get you get to a place because there comes a place with it that you won't want to anymore. And that's not that's not a missing. Oh, I feel like I'm missing out, man. That's where people get to it. I don't want to be a Christian, man. I, I don't want to do that stuff because I'm going to have to give up everything I love. Are you happy? Ooh, imagine. Oh, are, yeah. That's so, yeah, I look so at it, sad like, are you, that. I said, you, <clears> don't, <throat> seem, you don't seem very happy with stuff. What do you think the next thing? They're like, and people don't want to hear that answer. What's the secret, Kenny? And I'm like, you don't want to hear this answer. Yeah. What is it? I say, it's I Christ. That. It's that simple. It is that simple. Mm -hmm. It changes everything. It, you know what? A, I think what a practical analogy is here. I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience. Let you know, there's a job you have and you go every single day and you have friends that are your coworkers and you like your job. And then eventually you, you move on to another job. And have you ever like looked back on a job that at the time was great, you loved it. And you look back on it and you're like, oh, I am so glad that that's in my past. Like, I, how did I even do that? And like, when I was in high school, I worked at Target for like three years during high school, right? It was fine at the time. I had a lot of friends there and got my discount. Everything was great. They weren't crazy back then. This is a long time ago. And, but now I have this recurring dream where I show up in my red and khaki and I'm like, how did I get back here? 
wait, what's going on? And I wake up and I have to like talk myself out of this like horror that, oh my gosh, what if I had to go back there? It was, <laughs> it was great at the time. I didn't yeah, think there was anything right. wrong with it at the time. But when you progress down a path slowly and you're not noticing, you get so many new experiences and you meet new people and there's growth and you mature so that things that were okay and fun and fine and wonderful 10 years ago now seems terrible. And so I think a lot of people, when they think about it, like, oh my gosh, I have to give up this and this and this and this and this. And it just looks like uh, everything's being pulled away from them. It's, it's not, there's this idea that if I become a Christian, God is immediately going to come with his pruning like um, scissors and he's going to come and chop all these things off. And I'm just going to have all these amputated limbs and blood all over the place because he's going to just ravish me. You know, it's it's a much slower pruning process for most of us to the point where by the time we give things up, we're we're not having them wrenched out of our white knuckles. We get to the point where we're like, how did I ever, how was I ever in bondage to that? That was such a drag. Yeah. That was so boring. My friends from that time in my life are so boring. They're still talking about the same stuff. We oh did my gosh. They call you, you know, I have yeah. some people that call me right now. No offense to anybody, I just, but yeah, they just remember back when we were 16. I'm just like, <laughs> and they're like drunk, you know, calling me. And I'm just like, I, I like, I, I just try to pray for them. It's just, you know, oh, it's, yeah. uh, to be stuck in that um, almost yeah. like post-traumatic stress or something, you're stuck in that same thing where you just want to, and it's like, you'll, you'll be chasing that for the rest of your life, that party life, whatever you're chasing. And it's like chasing the dragon, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to catch it uh, yeah. until you do come to Christ and, and you get true joy. So amen to that. But we're coming up on uh, almost an hour and a half, which is where we like to keep the show. Um, I think this is a definitely a fruitful show and, and it was mm -hmm. awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Vicky, and thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Vicky, for introducing me to Kenny. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're probably gonna definitely I'll be sending some music to him and yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear some stuff, man. That's fantastic. Cool. <laughs> and praise God too, Kenny, that you're working with autistic kids and and um that's that's that dude. Any it's it's just um anytime you're you're um anytime you're dealing with teaching anybody it's it's definitely you're put in a position that god's putting you in sure that's very important you know and it and, is and it is I, I feel very blessed that god put me where i am with this and it I, there's a lot of stories that i can talk about with that but but the most thing for me i just feel it's that um that i'm reaching kids i'm i'm, I'm in the world and but i'm bringing people to christ and that's what i feel that's where god yeah. wants me next generation and, and, Next generation. <laughs> yeah. That's and Vicky's doing that through her authorship, you know, and uh and God is great, you know. So Absolutely. thank you guys yeah. very much for, for being on the show. Any last words? I always do I like to do this. Any last words, uh uh Kenny, before we get off? Um, you know, I I I tell a lot of people that, you know, like I said, with with music can bring you a lot of joy. Um, and it and for for me, I it used to be my entire life. I, I didn't I didn't I couldn't function without it. It's not my everything now. I love it, but it's not. I had to I came to a place where you you put God first. God has to be at the at the he's the foundation for everything I do now. And so and I think that a lot of people just need to come to that realization that their their life will change when they uh finally just come to it and say, Hey, look. I've got to have God as my foundation for everything. That's kind of what I, with the rock, that's kind of what I talk about. Uh, I, you know, I was a rock guy and everybody was like, 
what are you going to do your thing? And I was like, well, it's The Rock. And But, you know, well, D- Dwayne Johnson's The Rock. And I'm like, no, he's not. I'm sorry. That's Jesus. I don't <laughs> care what you say. And they're like, why are you carrying yourself The Rock? I said, it's not. It's The Rock with Kenny C. The Rock is really, if you notice how it's big, The Rock. That's my foundation, man. It just, uh, uh, that's where I stand with it. So put God first and everything will fall into place. Amen. Hey, I think I just want to end by saying, you know, the enemy always likes to take maybe a seed of conviction you have in your heart and wants to turn it into bondage and turn it into anger or turn it mm-hmm. into something negative. So I hope what people take out of this is, you know what? Don't worry about what kind of music you listen to or how much mm-hmm. you listen to right now, right? Yep. Absolutely. Rather than looking at all the things you have to give up or get rid of, all I'm saying is today, this is the one thing you do different. You don't have to mm-hmm. shut your tape deck off, right? What you have to do today is I'm going to set a goal that in five years, I want to spend more time a day praying than I do listening to music Absolutely. and let the Holy Spirit organically guide you on that baby steps, you know, but don't let this turn into, oh, I, I'm not spiritual if I'm listening to this music. And but if it's an idol in your life right now, if it's the most important thing, whatever, don't let the enemy turn this into a wrestling match between you and God, that God's trying to take something important away from me. Just say, hey, I usually pray five minutes a day. Today, I'm going to do 10 instead. Next week, I'm going to do 20. Two months from now, I'm going to do a half hour a day. I can't even tell you guys how many people have told me in the last two years that they don't even pray a half hour a week. Mm. So... We got to get, I don't care how much music you listen to, and I don't care what kind of music you listen to, but we've got to incorporate prayer in our lives if we're Christians. We have to incorporate worship, repentance, thanksgiving, petitioning, intercession. We got to pray for the country. We've got to pray for our leaders. We've got to pray for our family. We've got to pray for our own ability, for opportunities to share the gospel. The time is short. So don't worry about your music. Worry Mm -hmm. about your prayer life. Yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. <clears throat> and uh, Romans uh, 12, 2, it says, and do not be conformed to this world and be transformed by the renewing of your mind that may prove that it is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we want to we want to live God's will, right? So we want to live uh, not for the flesh, but for the spirit. Um, and I'm practicing that every day. I'm not perfect. I have uh, vices that suck me back sometimes too. I'm not perfect at all. And Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Kenny and Vicky would, would say the same, you know, is there anger? Is there this, is there that? Uh, the only thing that we could do, honestly, like uh, Vicky said, is, is pray for that, uh, pray for the discernment. And, um, and, and we're not definitely not judging anybody that, that listens to any type of music, whatever, mm-hmm. do, do what you'd like to do. But um, all we're trying to do is to show you that there's a spiritual side to this. And we, we want to expose that we want to expose evil, as Ephesians says, expose the evil. There's definitely evil. There's also um, idol worship. There's also, um, you know, satanic uh, prayers over this music before it's put out like kenny said you know they're still doing that today um influencing you to do drugs if you listen to a certain song we used to get high to like cocaine or or weed it might attract you to do that so all we're trying to say is to be vigilant um and try to try to um try to live the will of god and 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 uh, i'm gonna end this in prayer like we normally do you know so father god in the name of jesus uh you want us to live in your will so um please guide us to do that and um and and also Vicky was talking about praying. So help help all of us, anybody that's listening, to pray more, Lord. 
um, you know, help us to uh, guide us to, to, to have discernment. And also when we're presented with a certain thing like music or um, anything, uh, help us have discernment to, to deny it. And, uh, and if, and, and help us to attract more people to, to, to you, Lord, that's what we're trying to do, you know? And if Kenny creates any new music or if I do, or, or if Vicky writes a new book, um, whatever they, <clears throat> they create, or if I create, just help it to, uh, to bring people to you, Lord, that's what it's meant for. And all glory to you. Uh, we appreciate everything you do for us. If anybody does have any vices out there that they're, that they're stuck in or any type of loop, they just keep doing wrong and keep doing wrong. Lord, help them out of that. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Lord, for everything you do. Anything that I'm doing or Vicky or Kenny's doing that with their in a loop, help them. Uh, we just want you to do that for us if you can. And we appreciate you. And thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, Kenny, thank you so much. Vicky, thank you so much. Anybody that's listening, like we say, please give us a five-star review. Please uh, share the podcast. Uh, hopefully this helps you guys out. And God bless you.